All right, gang, let's jump into this shit. Uh, gang, as Uncle Bobby was coming home, I was like, you know what? I had, I had some pretty heavy shit. You know, the world's fucked up. I'm always yelling and screaming. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, I mean, we had some fun yesterday with like fuckface, red pin logic. Yeah, then of course, you know, one person's joke is a million people's battle cry. You know, fuckface Matt Walsh. You know, there is no love quite like his Christian hate. Blasphemy Sunday, anger casserole Saturday. <laughs> then we went over, you know, fuckface Greg Abbott and fuckface Ron fuckface DeSantis and all the bullshit. It's like, you know what? We need to have a lighter day. We need to have a lighter day. So, gang, we're going to step back into time. Yeah, we're going to do another, uh, shit, it's almost hard for me to say this out loud. What are we going to go back, about 30 years? So, gang, if you were born in the early 70s like I was, <clears throat> that means you barely remember the 70s. Your formative years were the 1980s. Now, gang, holy shit. I think about the 1980s, just all of it. Holy shit. I, I, I really can't think of two things from the 1980s that I want repeated. That was not a fashion era. That was a fashion error. You guys remember, who the fuck thought of parachute pants? You guys remember the fucking desert dog hats that we thought were cool as shit? Half gloves? I mean, what the fuck? You guys remember the movies in the 80s? And I don't say this lightly because there have been articles written on it, how rapey they were. You could not make Revenge of the Nerds pretty in pink. I mean, name them all, right? I think about like the hairstyles. I mean, holy shit. Just, I never had one because of my dad. You know, we, neither me nor my you we knew. We knew. They're just, don't even fucking ask. Don't you even fucking ask. But... A jerry curl? Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Let's put chemicals in black people's hair so fucking lethal that it's really going to actually going to change the texture of their hair. Now, just in case that wasn't fucked up enough, you got to put this fucking curl activator on it constantly. You got to sleep in a curl bag and no one invited you over to your house, their house. You want to know why? You're going to put stains on. Go shut the fuck up. If that little fucker comes over, he stays in the garage. Buddy, where are you going? So again, there, there are very few things that I loved the 80s. Don't get me wrong. But I just sit back and I look. It's like, I can't think of two things that I would bring into the common era. Now, gang, we're going to jump into this fucked up ass film and it should be fun. We all deserve a break. We all deserve a fucking laugh. So again, according to my analytics, a lot of you fuck faces were about the same age. So let's have some fucking fun with this fucked up ass video. You guys, it's called 80s, The Forgotten Era. Roll the tape. The 1980s duh, duh, pause the tape. Right? Pause the tape already. So the opening frame, it's the scene, uh, the cast of The Breakfast Club. So you had the burner, the golf girl, the jock, the preppy good-looking girl, and then, of course, you had the nerd. So hold on, can we name them all? Anthony Michael Hall, Molly Ringwald, Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy, and Judd Nelson. Holy shit. First and foremost, gang, that movie was fucking phenomenal. But add that on the list of things you can't make today. You can't. Like, you really can't. Roll the tape. Colors, big hair, and lots of flair. Ah! If you grew up during that time, God. then I'm sure you have some fond memories. Some of the items that came out seemed futuristic at the time, but many of them have faith away for how things are today. In this video, we will have a closer New look Coke. at some of New the Coke. of the 1980s. Ah! Hulk Hogan, what are you going to do, brother, when the 24-inch pythons come after you? And he sit there and tear his fucking shirt. Make sure, you little Hulkamaniacs, that you eat your vitamins and say your prayers every night. Who knew Hulk Hogan was a fucking asshole? Duh! Again, 
That's a bad thing about looking up to people. Sometimes they're going to let you down. But holy shit, who didn't want to be a Hulkamaniac? You guys, you guys remember WrestleMania when Mr. T hit the scene right after Rocky 3? Hulk Hogan and fucking... I'm, I'm getting here getting misty-eyed. Gang, I loved Mr. T like there was no fucking tomorrow. Oh, man. What are you going to do, brother? All right, just roll the fucking tape. The boombox was introduced to the oh, the boombox 1970s, but it was the 1980s when this became super popular. Oh man! Some of these boomboxes were quite large and about the size of a suitcase. They required eight to ten D. Pause the tape. Today's kids, please go fuck yourself. I just belch. Hashtag professional. Gang, the average iPhone is more powerful than the and has more capabilities than the computers we use to send people to the moon in the 1960s. You can quite literally hold a fucking concert from this fucking phone, right? You, there, what can't you do? You got a supercomputer in your fucking pocket. In regards to this, a talk, you can do Netflix, you can do it. You can watch TV, play mute what can't you do on this phone? And you can stick that fucker in your pocket. You guys remember the fucking boombox? It, it was a contest to see whose was bigger. Bigger is better. Now, we didn't have a lot of money, which means no one around us had a lot of money. Okay, the only person that had a boombox was fucking Louie. Right? And oh man, we did like you're the coolest thing ever. And oh yeah, for us it was fucking um Planet Rock, Africa Boombada. <laughs> and you sit there and you fucking break my mom hated it when I would break dance because it would tear my back up. I was going cause you always had the fucking contest, right? One who could backspin the longest, and two, who could egg roll the longest, gang? Uncle Bobby wasn't losing that goddamn contest. I did not care how much blood I fucking shed. So you sit there, and you play Africa Boom Body or Planet Rock or some fat boys. The fat boys are back. It didn't matter. Oh, you thought you could egg roll for a long time? Um, you can go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. Cell batteries, which would last six to eight hours, depending on whether or not you were using the Oh, plate. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have oh, these, pause then... the tape. You guys remember how sad it was? How did you know that those batteries were running down? Right? Again, you kicked it, and it was a little Africa Boombada. Right? And you, <laughs> instead of, ah, 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 it would slow down. Oh, 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 oh. You were sad than a motherfucker because one, your parents got tired of buying those goddamn D-cells. Those were the expensive joints. Y'all remember that shit? And you knew you had to cut a shit ton of grass to earn the allowance money so you can get more. And it wasn't like today's kids. Hey, mom, can you do the Venmo? You $200? Let's make it $350. you will be fine. Go fuck yourself. You were fucking work. I working on the railroad. Oh, the live long day. Just for like 25 cents every other fucking week. You had to work from now until six Christmases ago uh, from now just so you can get the money for those fucking D-cells. You guys remember that shit? Today's kids, go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. Maybe you cranked up Van Halen or Bon Jovi, but there's a good chance that it was playing Run DMC, LL Pause the tape. Who was this fucking video for? Bon Jovi and Van Halen? Which is phenomenal, by the way. Uh... You didn't play that shit in the Park Village neighborhood. I can guarantee you that. If you would have cranked out some fucking Van Halen, you would have gotten your monkey ass beat up. Uh, have you not heard of Fat Five Freddy? Fuckface? Fat Boys? What's going on? Houdini? Run DMC? LL Cool J? Huh? You're going to sit there and play a little I Go to Work by Cool Modi? What the fuck's the matter with you? What the fuck is a Van Halen? You just call me a nigga. What'd you say? You're going to sit there. Shut the fuck up. You played nothing but the rap jams. That's what a fucking ghetto blaster was for. Go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. J or the Beastie Boys. The boombox was heavily associated with urban communities, which is where it got the nickname Ghetto Blaster. Mm. 
Some cities tried to ban the stereos from being used in public They did! They did! Pause the date! Absolutely! They tried to ban the Ghetto Blaster when I was a kid. And gang, you can't do it. It, it was the equivalent, I think of maybe it was the late 90s or the early 2s. Again, I, I'm so late to the game, I finally found out what it meant. Whale tail, you guys know what that is? It became the fashion statement where you, you, you wear your jeans, girls, and, and you'd see the top of their underbridges, right? And they was like, well, maybe we should, you know, you know make ban that, you know, cut a ticket. And it was like, you can't do that. Seriously, you can't. You have no idea the firestorm you would start if you started giving tickets because you can see a little girl's underwear. Please go fuck yourself. Same thing here. You could not ban the ghetto blaster. It, it, it was, there was no way to even come close to even thinking about enforcing those rules. So they they actually did they actually they actually did talk about banning the ghetto blaster when I was a kid. Total fail. Roll the tape. Acceptable on city streets. However, this was a necessary item when you were b-boying or b-girling and showing off your latest moves. The boombox culture reached its peak in 1986 with 20 and a half million units sold. Fast forward to 2003, and there were only 329. Pause the tape. We never had it. We saw it on TV, but again, some of you are going to be too young and be like, what's the ghetto blaster? Shut the fuck up. The carrying strap. You guys remember that? Yeah, because he's not bullshitting. Some of them joints were the size of a small, buddy. Oh, there he is. Small suitcase. And them joints were big as shit. You used to do a bicep curls with them and shit. And so it was like a guitar strap. And sure enough, you put that shit across you. And it would just hang on your hip. Now, we never had that, right? But holy shit. But again, 30 years ago, I can't believe I can say that. Actually, a little bit over 30 years ago, the bigger, the better. Now, again, we have supercomputers in our pockets back then if your shit was again my again we knew better than to even ask i didn't have a ghetto blaster you know what i had a tape recorder y'all think i'm bullshitting yeah the tape recorder was about this big right and then uh, oh man i would say i got clowned but i never took that shit outside i knew better and then they stepped me up and actually, it was about as big as this. Podcasters just act like you fucking saw it. And it was a AM radio and a tape deck. And then the father out there for the kid in the street. And he had a military player named little Michael Jackson. He was like, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Sam, half of you, Sam, half of the, the audio was fucking awful and that was the first one i took outside and i still got clowned for it now by today's standard oh mommy i got bullied don't worry son i'm gonna get johnny cocker i'm gonna sue him and put him in jail no you know what we used to say when i was a kid i'm not even close to bullshit we take your cuts like a man right in other words sit there and we're gonna fucking insult you and you just sat there, you just, and you took it, and it made your skin thick, right? Again, especially when you fucked up, right? No one was there to protect your monkey ass. And like, Damon, you know you fucked up. Just go on and take your cuts like a man. <laughs> and you would just, and I knew, I knew. But goddammit, I wanted to listen to what I wanted to listen to. So I went out there with my piddly ass shit, and it was like, Chris, go on and take your cuts like a man. And I did. I absolutely did. Today's kids go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. Thousand units sold. Personal listening devices such as the Walkman and the Discman were responsible for the decline of the boombox. Today, people have become accustomed to their smartphone and a Bluetooth speaker rather than a boombox. Go fuck yourself. Breakdancing is a form of hip hop dancing that appeared to defy human bendability and gravity. It was oh, breaking! I loved breaking! Gang, I would play some of the music, but again, my channel's growing. Thank you so much. 
I'm not going to get hit with demonetization. Breaking was breaking. Ground breaking. Ozone and turbo. You guys remember that? And it was the second one, right? Uh, was that Electric Boogaloo? Where they had the girl, the ballet dancer, like the one white girl who wanted to dance with the black dudes, right? And that's when we had uh, Dean Dada by George Crunch. Oh, Dean Dada. That was fucking fantastic. Oh, fuck me in the ass sideways. And we all get that. that that's when the competition got fucking fierce. Again, today's kids, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Just, go do another video, right? Go, I don't know what the fuck's popular. I don't even know who gives a shit. Go fuck yourself. You guys remember the good old days where no matter the, what the fucking argument was, it could always be settled with the pop locking competition. Go fuck yourself, right? We would do, I mean, it'd be a fake beef, but oh yeah, we'd get teams and shit. And you sit there and you do the fucking routine that you saw on the fucking thing. Then there would be their turn and my turn. And then he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, breaking? Oh, go fuck yourself. That was... Fin we may have to risk demonetization, gang. Uncle Bobby may have to play Dean Dada before the end of this fucking video. It's one of my favorite songs. Roll the tape. Hold it as breakdancing. No, oh, the egg roll! The egg roll! Go fuck yourself! The egg roll! This, oh, this is why... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, we used to have the fucking competitions, but we were so fucking stupid, we did not know, even though we sat there and we saw it on the, on the screen, fuck nuts, put the goddamn cardboard on the ground. But we would have the comp. You guys ready? Hey, hold on, let's roll this fucked up ass tape. It was originally called breaking, but the media labeled it as breakdancing. This art form seems to have originated in Bronx, New York during the 1970s, but it was the 1980s when it exploded all over the world. B-boys and B-girls would face off it. Pause the tape. That's the egg. I don't know what you guys called it. Whatever it is, it's wrong. I guarantee it. That shit was the egg roll. And goddamn it, we you would just sit there. And again, there was no fucking iPhone timers. Go fuck yourself, today's kids. Right? You just sat there, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and you would just sit there and count. Now, I just heard him say, yeah, hold on, the, the whole competition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long before Boys in the Hood, real beef got squashed with a fucking dance-off. You don't know nothing about it. Just roll this fucked up ass tape. Art form seems to have originated in Bronx, New York during the 1970s, but it was the 1980s when it exploded all over the world. B-boys and B-girls would face off in an impromptu dance competition where the only things needed were cardboard and a boombox. Oh, and a Goddamn right. Practice. These highly talented and athletic dancers spent hours and hours perfecting their skills. Yep. Soon recess became a time when kids were doing the caterpillar, the top rock, down rock, windmills, head Pause the tape. If you did not get into a worm race or a caterpillar race, please unsubscribe from my channel. You are a horrible person. I don't know what kind of wretched, non-Christian household you were raised in. You need Jesus. Everyone got into the caterpillar races. And if you don't know what that is or the worm, again, it's because, congratulations, comrade, you're a communist and you hate America. Gang, holy shit. The number of chins that got busted by people who didn't know what they were doing but were hyper-competitive, they just, I look back at that shit, and again, by today's standards, no fucking way. Again, we set up fucking play dates and the bullshit and the blase and the glavenoids. And again, it, you, you, you doubt your fucking kid. I'm about to belch. I do, oh, oh, I had tacos. Whew, I just belched. Hashtag unprofessional. Back on topic. Nowadays, you fucking get you, you hook up a hose to like a fire hydrant full of fucking disinfectant, and then you fucking spray your kids down. You put them in so much armor. It's like, is your kid going to play? He's gonna go fight on fucking Mustafar. What the fuck's going on? Is that Darth Vader? Or is that your son? Right now, back then, go fuck yourself. Right? You came home when one tooth was missing. It was like, what'd you do? I beat Johnny in the worm. I was like, you goddamn right you beat him because you're my fucking son. Yeah, that was the good old days. You can go fuck. Again, in case someone's getting ready to knock out the go boomer, shut the fuck up. You remember this when you 
are in your 50s. Because you know what you're going to be doing? I remember back in my days, honey, we actually had to use our fingers to use our phone. Then Bill Gates just put a chip in our head. You're like, call pizza. Then you call pizza. I don't care where you are in your life right now. One day you will be my age and older. And you will be making the same videos. Roll the tape. Spins and more. Although this 80s fan has died down, it has never really disappeared. True. Bacon has had a continual influence in the hip-hop, rap, and pop music world. In 2004, breakdancers got down at the Vatican before Pope John Paul II. Breakdancing will also be breaking its way into Paris during the 2024 Olympics. So be prepared for a comeback. We are probably going to see kids, grandparents, and even dogs busting a move. If you were a kid in the 80s, then the word parachute means something. Oh, pants! With pants! Parachute, parachute pants! Box, but there was something that was even bigger. Parachute pants. These were made of the same nylon that real parachutes were made. Ah, uh, fuck me, gang. I bet it's one of the... It's the only time I broke my mom and dad. I absolutely did. Uncle Bobby wanted some fucking parachute pants. I begged non-stop. I begged for parachute pants harder than I begged to play football. And gang, that was a lot. I was not going to play football. You want to know why? My mom was like, you're not playing football. She was, and she did not budge. That's a whole other story. But I, I wanted parachute pants so bad, and I finally won. I still remember, because again, in order to get parachute pants, you had to shop off post. Fuck face. Yeah, you did. Gang, holy shit. I still remember how much they were. $19.99. You would have thought I was asking my parents to buy me a brand new Tesla cash. My dad was mad than a motherfucker that I got $20 pants. And if I, I got them. And they said, because again, I was a very active child. And they said... If you fuck these things up, you're going to wear them. You are going to wear them. And I don't want to hear shit. I don't give a fuck. If you fuck these pants up, you're not putting them up. I, we paid $20 for these joints. You're going to wear these pants. Gang, my first day at school, you know what happened? I tore the knee out of the fucking parachute pants. You know what my parents said? Not a goddamn thing. You want to know why? I knew. I knew. If my parents spent $20 on those pants, those pants were going to get worn. Because, gang, Uncle Bobby knew the goddamn consequence. I told you. In my parents' house, consequences were swift and severe. If they told you to do something, you did it. And it was just that goddamn simple. Because if you did not do what you were told... Someone was going to bed that night with a little less skin on their ass. And it wasn't going to be your mama, and it wasn't going to be your daddy. Now, there's only one motherfucker left in this goddamn equation. Okay, I was mad as shit. But I got those goddamn parachute pants. That's the moral of the story. Roll the tape. Uh, but they often had pockets with zippers. Oh, yeah. These pants made a statement for a couple years in the 1980s. If you had these rad pants, then it meant you were bad. For all you youngsters out there, that meant that it was good. The pants were usually tight-fitting, but breathable, and they became extremely popular when everyone was trying out their latest breakdancing moves. Pause the tape, gang. I've been a sweaty fuckface since the day I was born. I, I sweat when I take a shit. I sweat when I shower. You do not want to work out with me, and you sure as hell don't want to be underneath me while I'm having sex. I sweat, gang. Those things, they no, they were not breathable. They, they just weren't. It, it was like wearing saran wrap, right? I would come home and my shoes were literally fucking wet. 
I, I, I grew up south of the Mason-Dixon line, right? On a great day, it was 97% humidity. I just belched. Hashtag a professional. It had a twin. Hashtag a professional. Gang, I bake bread in between my thighs every fucking day. I, I don't know how it is. I did not have Jacques uh, It's Supreme all the way through. I mean, th- these things were a fashion. Again, it was not a fashion era. It was a fashion error. Roll this tape. These cool pants came in a variety of colors, but the most popular ones were black, gray, and red. Black. As quickly as it came in, they went out, and oh, the public yeah. moved on to the next fad. Thank God. This is one 80s fashion trend that has never made a comeback. Perhaps one day it will parachute back down into style. Please God, no. What's next? The Rubik's Cube is a 3D combination puzzle that was invented in Hungary in 1974. Gang, pause the tape. Uncle Bobby hated the Rubik's Cube. Like, I had a purple-headed passion full of hatred for the Rubik's Cube. You want to know why, fuckfaces? Uncle Bobby could not do more than one fucking color at a time. And I'm sitting there, I still remember Anthony Webb. Go fuck yourself. Dude, I hope that you have horrible gingivitis. I hope you have incurable impotence. And I hope you're currently alone. I do. I hope you never fell in love. I, I, I never had kids. Fuck you. Because I'm sitting there and my mind is like, I look like a fucking baboon taking mites off of the back. I'm like, nah, nah. Then I'm red. What is it like fucking Frankenstein? Fire, fire. Gang, it would take me nine hours to get halfway through and get one fucking anti-web. Put that joint down. The whole fucking thing was solved, gang. I, because I'm so fucking competitive and I took everything as a fucking challenge. And then like Chris Hodgins did it. Chris Hodgins, fuck you too. Anthony Webb, fuck you too. Fuck every person who got that damn Rubik's Cube. Fuck you, gang. I sat there and I worked on that shit for like three solid years. The most I was ever able to do and I could only do it with blue and white for some reason. Maybe that's why I'm a Phi Beta Sigma man. Who knows? But I could I could do the checkered board thing. You guys know that pattern? But I could only do it with the blue and the white. By that time, that was disgusting. Anthony Webb was doing like five with like fucking two hands. He put them, stack them up and shit. Anthony Webb, fuck you. I can't, I mean, it's like if we were like the fucking third grade. No one can even keep their fucking underwear clean and shit. Okay, if he comes with the fucking hacky sack, I'm going to punch my goddamn screen. Because I hated the hacky sack too. Roll the tape. It was originally called the Magic Cube, but it was licensed by the inventor, Erno Rubik, to be sold by the Ideal Toy Company in 1980. Each side of the cube had a different color, and the object of the puzzle was to make all sides match their respective color. The Rubik's Cube became super popular in the 1980s, and almost every household had one. Some people could solve this puzzle very quickly, while others could not. If you were one of those that couldn't, then you might have just peeled the stickers off and then placed them back on there in matching order. You could have also taken it apart and put it back together. Eventually, cheap books came out to... Pause the tape. I never did that. I never did that. I was so fucking pig-headed, gang. I just, I, I, I couldn't. My pride would not let me do it. And I never got the book. One, I, I just, my pride wouldn't let me. Two, didn't have any fucking money. Who's going to pay for that goddamn book? Not my parents, I can promise you that. Roll the tape. Help people solve it, but some people still said this was useless. Throughout the years, there have been multiple competitions where people test their skills in solving it quickly. The world record was set in 2018 at 3.47 seconds. Some people consider this puzzle the... Okay, you know what? Go fuck yourself. If you can solve a Rubik's Cube in its entirety in 3.4 seconds, fuck you. I never got more than one fucking color at a time. Fuck you. If you could do it in three seconds. Something about you is wretched and dark on the inside. You cheat on your taxes. 
You eat like well done steaks. You probably like Tanaka. You think that's like top shelf liquor. There's something really wrong with you, okay? If you can solve the fucking Rubik's Cube in three and a half seconds, go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. Original fidget toy as it came out long before any fidget spinner. Pause the tape. Let's go get Papa. Could ever think about. The Rubik's Cube may not be as popular with the masses as it once was, but they are still a beloved classic puzzle. Over 100 million cubes have been sold since they emerged on the market. Pac-Man is one of the longest-running, best-selling, and highest-grossing video game franchises in history. This game was released on May 22, 1980, oh, and it no, quickly took the world by storm no, in arcades as well as the Atari gaming system. No, the franchise uh, issued folders. Fuck Pac-Man 2. I hate video games. You want to know why? I was always horrible at them. My monkey ass always got ganked by those goddamn ghosts. I hate video games. I hated them then. I hated them in college. And I hate them now. <laughs> and I remember it was Mike Wan. He, again, because he was the rich one on the block. He was the first one to get the fucking Atari 2600. And we all go over there. And again, I'm saying like, in five moves, I was done. 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 But the entire neighborhood is over there, so you just sat there with your thumb up your ass while everyone had a turn. But here's the thing, fuckfaces. Mike never lost. You want to know why? Because it was his... And he would sit there and do the whole fucking maze. Gang, I am a middle-aged man. You want to know how many times I've gotten all the fucking pellets and Batman? Zero. Fucking zero. Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Baby Pac-Man, they can all kiss Every square inch of my black ass. I didn't get the Pac-Man cereal. I didn't watch his fucking cartoon. I hate it, fucking Pac-Man. Roll the tape. Shirts, bed sheets, board games, and more. There was even a hit song called Pac-Man Fever. I remember Pac that. remains one of the most recognizable video game characters in history and is a 1980s cultural icon. This yellow pie-shaped Pac-Man character travels around a maze eating dots and trying to avoid ghosts that are hunting him. The game was a breakaway from the space or shooting style arcade games that were out at the time. In 1982, an estimated 30 million Americans spent more than $8 million playing Pac-Man. They were feeding quarter after quarter into machines. Gang, pause the tape. I don't play video games, but I've seen them. How real it's it's like looking right here at me. Seriously, think about that. He's right. A pie-shaped. Oh, damn it. Oh. Damn. Gang, anyone who says chronic pain is fun, they're lying to you. Oh, that was a good one. Shit. But um, whoo. That one ran down my leg. <laughs> I need another drink. God damn. But. Seriously, gang. Think about. Yeah, that was a pie-shaped yellow character that simply did. And that noise. Wah, 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 wah. There, he's right. There were songs about it. We made cartoons about it. You wore a t-shirt. About a yellow circle that ate shit. I just belched. And it quite literally took over the world. Not the country. Oh, God damn, I belched again. Hashtag. Is this a record gang? Holy shit. But yeah, just think about that for a second. Today's video games looks like you are watching a movie. We got off to... A yellow circle with an open-ended mouth eating dots. Roll the tape. Located in arcades, pizza joints, bowling alleys, and bars. People were playing this game so much that many towns across the U.S. passed statutes or regulations to restrict the games. The Plains, Illinois banned people under the age of 21 from playing the game unless they were accompanied by their parents. Why? Marshfield, Massachusetts banned the video game outright. 
Other towns and cities issued licensing and zoning to restrict arcades from selling food or being too close to a school. Parents became worried about kids being consumed with the game and not focusing on studies. Issued licensing and zoning to restrict arcades from selling food or being too close to a school. Pause the tape. Okay, you uh, YouTubers, you can see me. Podcasters, you can't. If you saw my head jerk back, that's my hometown newspaper. I'm looking right at it. Because it's like, that font looks really fucking familiar. And I don't, I don't remember July 5th. So I was 10 years old at the day. And that's why I jerked my head back. It's like, I'm going to look this person up. Are we from the same fucking, yeah, holy shit. Every two minutes. So it's an article about, are, are these video games good for kids? I'm looking this person up. Because, yeah, I, I know where this is. Roll the tape. Parents became worried about kids being consumed with the game and not focusing on studies. This is a very similar thought process to what many parents think about kids with tablets and phones. And 70s kids don't judge too quickly. This also happened in many places across the U.S. with pinball machines. Pinball! I love pinball. The 1980s changed the way we look at music forever. MTV debuted just after midnight on August 1st, 1981 with the broadcast of Vid... Pause the tape. Gang, I knew what he was going to say before he said it. Video killed the radio star. The first ever video played on MTV. Now, if you remember, the first cable boxes... I don't have anything, I'm too lazy to get it, but it was about the size of that Webster's Dictionary. Guys, they were brown, and so on the right-hand side, if you're looking at it, you have the little nobular thing, and it had three levels. It was like, let's say, 1 through 16, 17, eh, you guys do the math, and MTV, you had to click it down, and you move that thing over to channel 27. Now, gang, back then, if your if my parents caught you watching MTV, we had to watch that shit while they weren't around. And no, there were no parental locks back in those days. And I sit here and I think about it. Every generation had their whatever. Uh, one of the ladies at work, is 72 years old and for her it was Elvis and I every time she tells me this story I laugh my ass off <clears throat> she her mother forbade her to watch anything with Elvis you want to know why he moved his hips back then you know what it, that was considered vulgar right now Elvis is on the Disney Channel right and I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I remember uh, the Zimmermans. They would not allow their kids to watch Olivia Newton's John's physical, right? Let's get physical, physical. Come on, let's get physical. Let's get a physical. Let me see your body rock. You guys remember that? Yeah, she wore... An aerobics outfit. In the beginning, the guys weren't very in shape. Then, at the end, right, they're all, again, by today's standards, I'm like, dude, do some fucking push-ups. Back then, they were yoked as shit, right? 5'10 and 137 pounds. But again, so, and then she's rubbing their chest. That was considered highly pornographic. Again, today's kids go fuck yourself. I told you, I've jerked off to black tail. Some of y'all look that shit. Please go fuck yourself. Let's, do they even have, no, I'm not going to sit here and look up the actual, but hold on. Again, today's kids, please go fuck yourself. Jerking off to high definition content. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Hold on. Do they, black tail magazine. Holy shit. <laughs> 
oh, oh, oh. You can still buy them, gang. Holy shit. I cannot but oh. Today's kids, please go fuck yourself. Hold on. There was another one. There was Black Tail and there was another one. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to get back to the show. Holy shit. Yeah, today's kids, please go fuck yourself. Yeah, so back in those days. Oh, yeah, I'm going to save that for later. Please go fuck yourself. But again, that was considered pornographic. When Elizabeth, 72-year-old, it was Elvis. You could not watch MTV. Now, again, today's kids, all jokes aside, oh, there's a problem. There, there, there's no way a 10-year-old needs to be exposed to that. I'll just say that right there. But you get, you think back and you, let's get physical. Centerfold by the Jay Giles band. Oh, yeah. That was hours of mental content. Um, here I go by White Snake. Gang, there is a scene. There is a scene where Tawny Katane, when she leans out of the car, a little nip slip. Oh, yeah. Oh, look it up. You think I'm bullshitting? Oh, you're like, oh, yeah, it happened. But again, back on topic. MTV was fucking long before it turned into a place to watch trash reality TV. Music television actually used to play music. Yeah. Yeah, you're shocked, aren't you? Roll the tape. Killed, killed the radio star. Yep. In the beginning, the network struggled because the music video library was somewhat shallow. More and more artists started making music videos, and the additional exposure in the video format on MTV could propel these artists into superstardom. Michael Jackson became the king Beat of MTV it. with no. his hit video singles Billie Jean, Beat It, and no. Thriller. The network Pause it, tape, but... He had another video that was the first video a video by a black person on MTV. I'm pretty sure it was like off the off the wall album. Cause I remember it, I think it was Rock With You. I, I'm gonna look that shit up. Roll the tape. Brought success to newcomers such as Madonna and Duran Duran, but it also renewed life to veteran performers such as ZZ Top, Peter Gabriel, oh, and yeah. Tina Turner. Later in the decade, the channel featured specialty shows such as Headbangers Ball, Gil MTV Raps, and Remote Control. By the mid to late 90s, the original channel was airing programming that had nothing at all to do with music. But to yep. 80s kids, MTV will always be a special memory. Mm. Keeping up with the time was important, but so was looking cool. And that is where Swatch watches. Pause the tape. It was uh, Billie Jean. I was wrong about that. I was wrong about that. Okay, roll, uh, roll, the, roll the tape. But before we roll the tape, yes, watch, watch. You'll never guess what. I, <coughs> I'm going to die. I didn't have one. You want to know why? Swatch, watch. That shit cost you money. Louie, go fuck yourself, Louie. You had the swatch, watch. You had the vans, right? Go fuck yourself. Again, I remember when the, uh, the Air Jordans came out. Again, I knew better. Don't even fucking ask you little ass nigga. You ain't getting shit, right? You know what I got? I got the Ralph Sampson's. Now, if you laughed, you remember the Houston Rockets from the 1980s. Ralph Sampson had a knockoff shoe. That's the one that I got. You know what happened? Chris, just sit there and take your cuts like a man. So you know what I did? I took my cuts like a man. I knew better than to ask for the fucking Swatch watch. You know what I got? Watch. Yeah. Off of the post. Fort Sam Houston. You know what that thing did? It told time. That was it. It wasn't a fucking fashion statement. And I had to beg for that. Roll the tape. Come in. The Swiss watch industry was suffering due to the rise of digital quartz watches. They were much cheaper to produce and purchase by the consumers. 
In order to combat this new trend, Swatch came out with some new fashionable watches that made wearing them totally cool. Oh yeah, they came oh yeah. They in all sorts of colors and designs. Some people even chose to wear more than one. Yep, they yep. They were meant to appeal to the younger generation and many people collected them. One other popular oh! trend was fans. Oh, go fuck yourself! Do you guys remember the fucking rubber band that was supposed to protect you? I don't know what the fuck it was supposed to do. And yes, I absolutely, positively remember the fucking Swatch Watch and the cool kids had like more than one and shit. Then if you were really cool and your parents were really rich, false alarm, you get them little fucking plastic protecting shit. There it is. I just belch hashtag unprofessional. Gang Uncle Bobby didn't have any of this. Like, none of it. Again, I remember... You guys remember that little fucking, uh, that little thingamapopper that you have to wind your fucking watch up and shit back then? I thought it was cool. You guys remember how you had to set your watch? Yeah. You had to pull the pin, turn that joint one way for the hour, turn that shit the other way for the minute. You push it back in, it would wind the watch up. Today's kids are like, Why'd you wind your watch? Today's kid, no. Today's kids are like, what's a watch? Please go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. The watch face and protect it. These also came in an array of colors and many people would have two twisted across the face of the watch. Swatch watches are still being made today, although they aren't quite wow. as popular as they were in the 1980s. The 1980s was all about oh, the hair. The hair. The, oh, go fuck yourself. Now, gang, obviously, as a member of the Negroidal congregation, I, we didn't have any of the well, not like this. But, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm so holy shit balls. Elizabeth Hamilton. I don't know what the fuck happened to Elizabeth Hamilton, but uh, she and I were close and as thick as thieves. And she was the beautiful girl in the school. You know what I mean? And I don't know. We were just close. Never dated. Never kissed. Nothing. I actually just loved the shit out of Elizabeth motherfucking Hamilton. And her hair looked just like this. I need to find out what the fuck happened to Elizabeth motherfucking Hamilton. I loved that girl. Holy shit, we were close. But I'm looking at this goddamn hair and gang, I don't know the names of the products that white people use in their hair, but there's no way you get your hair to look like this without using like half a bottle of whatever the fuck it is. I mean, you could be in fucking a hurricane. That hurricane will rip your skin off. What push your eyeballs to the back of your skull and that hair's not going anywhere. Gang, I I just got hit with a big wave of fucking nostalgia. I need to find out where she is. We were really close friends. And I, I, I actually want to know what happened. I hope she's alright. Unlike Anthony Webb. Unlike Anthony Webb. Go fuck yourself, Anthony. What are you are you making a million dollars a month now? Huh? Is your wife or whatever the fuck some beautiful fucker? You got like a nine-story mansion and shit? Go fuck yourself. I'm racked with fucking chronic pain. I'm grumpy as shit. I drink too much. I live in this house by my goddamn self. One of my dogs is fucking blind. You want to know why, Anthony? Do you want to know why? Because I never learned how to solve that fucking Rubik's Cube. What, did you make your first billion when you were 18? Go fuck yourself. Elizabeth Hamilton on the other way. I want to find out where she is. Roll the tape. And a lot about who you were. Maybe you went for the rocker look, or maybe you went punk. But some of the more popular styles were the mullet, high top, gumby, jerry curls, or the asymmetrical style. No matter what you had... Pause the tape. Now they cut one for the black people. The high top fade. Gang, you can finish this sentence already. There's no fucking way my dad was letting me do that. So in the major's house, you had two styles of hair. And that is you can either keep it high and tight or you can keep it high and tight. Which one would you like? Because I can go either way. 
Oh, no. Again, we knew better. You, you didn't even... Gang, there's a doggy bed right over there. Buddy just pulled my computer bag down and is now... He's, he's about to fall asleep on my computer bag. There's a dog bed right over there. This motherfucker. Bag on Dobby. There was no way. That kid didn't play shit. No. No kid of his was going to play that foolishness. Again, you had two options. High and tight or high and tight. Now, we got our hair. It was, if it was not Ellison's, you took your ass on post. I don't know what it's called now, but it was the 18-blade cut. The best way to describe the 18-blade <clears throat> was a very non-fashionable... Uh, fadeaway you guys remember the fadeaway some of you white people were like what's a fadeaway go fuck yourself go get a black friend but yeah it was a very non-fashionable way to cut the fadeaway haircut those that was really your only option do you want the 18 blade or do you want the 18 blade right all right roll the tape almost there again come on Many women in the 80s crimped their hair like Debbie Gibson or wore it curly like Whitney Houston. No! 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 Whitney Houston, go fuck yourself. Let me tell you why I said go fuck yourself to Whitney Houston, gang. So, it took a long time. It took a long time. I'm not going to lie. Again, my, my, yeah, that was all kinds of fucked up. So, my ex-wife, people used to say all the time, she was a splice between a Tony Braxton and a Whitney Houston. And they were kind of right. They were kind of right. But gang, again, I got... Uh, I was like, you motherfucker. It took a long time for me to be able to look at Whitney Houston without wanting to punch a fucking screen and shit. So I still get, I get that knee-jerk reaction when I see Whitney Houston. It's like, this motherfucker! Like, oh, that, that's not my ex-wife. Yeah, but oh yeah. It's the I want to dance for, uh, with somebody music video. Oh man, who the fuck didn't love Whitney Houston? Roll the date. Products and the most popular one was hairspray. Tons of Aquanet hairspray was used in order to get those big mm. wings and tidal wave bangs. I learned something. The 80s was all about going big, and the bigger it was, the better. Okay, pause the tape. Is that winger? Holy shit. You guys remember when rock bands? And back then, this was the manliest thing you could do. I'm looking at four grown ass men. And skin tight leather pants. Each one of them is wearing a shirt that's a bare midriff. They've got more makeup, two, three. I just belch hashtag and professional. Buddy was sneezing back on topic. Each one of them has got more makeup on than the average woman that I know. Please go fuck yourself. And gang. Wherever they got their hair done, I guarantee you there is a hole in the fucking ozone layer the size of the state of fucking Texas. There's no way that hair did not get done with at least 19 bottles of aerosol. Holy shit. You guys remember when this was the standard of manliness? Holy shit. Roll the tape. I'm sure that anyone who had stocks in Aquanet became super rich after the 80s. Yep, yep. For a while, it seemed like a competition. Who could grow it longer or make it stand up taller? Oh, oh. seemed to be making a bit of a comeback, but the huge hair for ladies is still a thing stuck in the 80s. The 1980s was a special decade, especially for those that experienced it. There were Hold many on. items that changed the world forever. Some of these hold on, gang, hold on, oh. you never know when they'll reappear. Just like the, the experience did. Okay, sorry about the that. is still a thing stuck in the 80s. The 1980s was a special decade, especially for those that experienced it. There were many items that changed the world forever. Guns and Roses! No, hold on, hold on, Guns and Roses, we're almost at the end of this tape. Who gives a fuck? Okay, I remember... Again, if you played high school football, back in my day, Jenny, 
which is shameful because now it's classic rock. It did not matter whether you were white or black. It did not matter. Mexican, it did not matter. You got amped up for a football game, that echo guitar. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the fucking jungle. I remember it was like in the early twos, and you knew it was coming because they said it was, but they didn't tell you when. So they made you watch, and I hate award shows. And so it was an MTV award show, and they said Guns N' Roses is coming back. <clears throat> Gang, I had to watch that. We all did. We all did. All the way to the fucking end. I remember it was Jimmy Fallon. Where's buddy so I don't run over him? Jimmy Fallon announced Guns N' Roses. Look this shit up. He was so excited. He could have barely... Guns N' Roses! Where's buddy? And you see Axl Rose come out and we're amped like a motherfucker, right? And he gets there and you're like, is that, who the fuck is that? Who got the fucking FedEx guy? And it's Axl Rose. He's like 30 pounds heavier. His face is all fucked up with plastic surgery. But he still has got on the skin tight black pants, right? But he's way out of shape. That's when you realize, one, the voice box, it's a muscle. And if you don't use it, you lose it. And he tried to do all that goddamn snake shit. You guys remember? And he comes out like, welcome to the joint. We got the funny games. We got everything you want. What do you got? We got the music that you find. Whatever you may need. If you got your money, honey. We got your disease. At the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. It'll bring it to your. Shut it up. Shut it the knees. To the jungle. Y'all remember that shit? I was so fucking sad and disappointed. Oh, that hurt my hip, but it was totally fucking worth it. Guns and fucking roses. And I'm looking at that sexy ass Axel Rose. Y'all remember that shit? That motherfucker doesn't look that at anymore. Gang, pause the tape in the tape. Who gives a shit? Gang, Uncle Bobby has only given you one big motherfucking problem. So as a result, Uncle Bobby's going to give you one big motherfucking solutions. The fact that it's not the 1980s anymore, shut the fuck up. Holy shit. And again, before one of you fuck faces sits there and says, okay, boomer. Just wait, it's going to be your turn too. Once upon a time, this beard was the same color. There is still a picture of me up at the stadium. I still remember it. One of my best games was against Notre Dame. And I still remember Coach Rocco called. It's like, he's got your number. He's got your number. He knows your pass rush. He's been studying you. You got to leave your feet. It's like, okay. The All-American linebacker versus the All-American running back, Mark Edwards. I went, I pass rush, and I jumped. And there's a picture. We're the same height. So six foot three, Mark Edwards is looking up. Because six foot three, Robert Reed has jumped right over him. The next picture is me sacking the quarterback with one arm. I have to give myself a pep talk to get off the goddamn toilet now. I have to warm up to do my warm up just so I can work out. Yeah. I've had six surgeries just on my back. Oh yeah. So but we're okay, boomer. Fuck face. You hope and pray before God and four more white people that you led my life and live as long as I have. Cause I got still got a lot of living to do, unfortunately. Gang, the 1980s were fucking terrible. And I enjoyed every horrible moment of it. Pop locking, break dancing, egg rolling, desert dog hat, half gloves, fucking parachute pants. That wasn't a belt. You know I'm going to be on top of shit. All of that. The haircut. Everything about the fucking 80s. And now my hip is fucking hurting because I just imitated Axel fucking Rose. Gang, 
Let me tell you something about life. You only get one shot at this shit. Please, please, please pack as much life into this life as you possibly can. Because when the lights are out, fuck faces, the lights are fucking out. Leave no stone unturned. You only regret in this world that which you do not try. If you're my age, you remember everything I just fucking said. But you got to remember, that was over 30 years ago for us. The next 30 years are going to go by really fast. So holy shit, soak it all up. Have no fucking regrets. Again, pack as much life into this life as you possibly can. All right, gang. The big guy's held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Gin and truth. Let's go.